Thank you for listening to the Grace Chapel Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Kurt Henn. For more information about our church, visit our website at gracechapel.cc or follow us on social media at Grace Chapel Ohio. Our message is entitled, Increase Our Faith. Increase Our Faith. Well, I'm always the last one there. Give you plenty of time to get there. You there? Ah, you there? Okay. I was getting worried. Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Now, we're going to read through both verses since it's short, verse 5 and 6, then we'll go back and unpack it in detail. Verse 5, it begins, The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Take a look at verse 5 again as we unpack it. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. That is, the apostles asked Jesus, listen, would you develop our faith? Would you help our faith to grow? That is, listen, faith's not a concept. It's not a, a theoretical idea. It's, it's not a one-time event. It is a lifestyle. In fact, Hebrews 10.38 says that the righteous shall live by faith. That is our modus of operandi, our natural mode of living, how we roll as believers is by faith. Listen, we are saved by faith. We live by faith, and we are to grow in that faith and so the disciples here they 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 see that they they recognize that they they recognize their need to grow in their faith for their faith to increase and they recognize their dependency on Jesus to teach them how to do so and so they ask lord lord please increase our faith now i love that And I pray that that is our prayer as a church. Lord, increase our faith. Now, I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit and for the power that he has granted and for how he has moved in our church. I'm I'm grateful for the miracles that God has allowed me to see in my life. But listen, I, I would love to see so much more. In fact, last time was a little over a year ago that I preached on faith, and we were in the school at the time. You remember we have a prayer room. It was the band room. (laughs) And so we would call people who wanted prayer to the prayer room. And at that time, there was a a young couple who was unable to have a child. They were unable to conceive. They had tried many medical means to, to be able to conceive, and they asked me to pray for them and to step out in faith with them. And a couple of months ago, they called to thank me 
for praying with them, stepping out in faith with them as they are having a baby in the next month. Yeah, I, I think you should clap for that. That's a, so I, I praise God for that, and I, I so much want to see more of that in our church. And Scripture would tell us we need to increase our faith. You know, Jesus was always telling the disciples, you're slow to believe. <laughs> you of little faith. You know, he's like performing these huge miracles right in their midst in the next thing they face, they're like, I don't know if we can do this, right? You, you have little faith. You need to grow in your faith. And, and so the disciples, man, they, they, they want to participate with the Lord. They, they want to see the kingdom manifested more in their lives. And so they're asking, Lord, please help us. Please increase our faith. Verse 5 again. The apostles said to the Lord, increase, increase our faith. Now the real question as we read that, or the question that is perhaps posed by that phrase is, well, what is faith? What, what are they talking about? Well, in answering that, we should turn to the best passage that unpacks what faith is. And so turn in your Bibles to the faith chapter, which is Hebrews 11. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11. If you don't get there, it'll be on the screen, but try to get there. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things, what? Not seen. That is ultimately, you know, faith is not just wishful thinking. You know, have you ever heard, well, you know, it'll all work out, you know, just have faith. Ever heard that? Well, that's not biblical faith. Biblical faith has substance. It has real content. It has the assurance of a reality not seen based on the subject that is asking for our faith, and that subject is God. And so based on who God is and what God says to us in his word, listen, faith says, though I presently don't see it, though I may not fully understand it, Though I may not immediately experience it, I know what God has said. And I stand and I take him at his word. 
It continues. Take a look at verse 3. Skip down to verse 3. By faith, we, us, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of the things that are what? And so he's saying this, in order to make my point about faith, I I need to take you all the way back to the beginning. To the beginning of the universe, that, that the universe that we see, that the billions of galaxies that we can see was created by someone using something that we cannot see. And so we as believers, we as faithful people in Christ, we see the world differently than others who do not have his revelation. And so what is faith? Verse 1 again. It is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That is, God has operated this way from the very beginning. That is, bringing stuff that is seen out of stuff that is not seen. That is, he he created the whole universe with that strategy. And so here is a simple definition of faith. Faith is simply taking God at his word. That's it. It is that simple. Faith is simply taking God at his word. Someone once said that faith is acting like it is so even when it is not so in order that it might be so simply because Jesus says so. That's faith. Now real quick, skip down to verse 6. And without faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. That is, listen, faith's not a bonus. Faith's not just kind of a good idea. Faith is absolutely essential to experiencing God. Take a look at the rest of verse 6. For who would ever draw near to God, that is, have intimacy with God, experience God's love and power and nearness in their life, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Now we've seen throughout the Gospel of Luke that faith moves the hand of God. Faith has been the catalyst in the Gospel of Luke for forgiveness, for healings, for deliverances. Faith has been the catalyst for bold proclamation of truth 
in the midst of a hostile environment? We'll turn back to Luke chapter 17 with me. Hopefully you kept your finger there. Verse 6. And the Lord said, if you, what, had faith like a grain of mustard seed. So they asked the Lord, please increase our faith. And Jesus' response is, if you had faith. That is, he alters the response. Instead of saying more faith, he says simply, "If if you had it. That is, if you have just a little genuine faith, it can accomplish a whole lot. And he uses the picture of the mustard seed, and the mustard seed was the smallest seed in that culture. It's a very, very tiny seed. And he says, so if you have this tiny, tiny seed faith, it can accomplish so much. It can accomplish a lot. And so what does that tell us? Well, I know what it tells me that we struggle to truly live in the realm of genuine faith. That is, we're so easily filled with unbelief. We're so easily filled with fear. We're so easily filled with Doubt. We're so easily filled with intellectualism and rationalism. Now listen, don't hear me saying there's nothing wrong with those things. We need to worship God with all our mind, but those things tend to deny or downplay the supernatural, right? We so fill ourselves with selfishness and worldliness And those things choke genuine faith. And so the scriptures encourage us, they exhort us, listen, to fill our minds with God's word. That is, listen, as you look at Colossians, when it talks about being filled with the word, it has certain effects. And if you look in Ephesians, where it talks about being filled with the spirit, it has the exact same effects, the same fruits. And so the word and the spirit, they work together. And so as the word of God abides in me, as the word of God abides in us, listen, we will develop more and more genuine fruit and the results of that fruit will come out of our lives. Verse six again. You could say to this mulberry tree. Now, a mulberry tree had a vast and deep root system that allowed it to live up to 600 years. And so the point here is just not like an easy little tree to pull out of the ground, you know? (laughs) You could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. 
Now the idea of uprooting the tree and planting it in a sea is, is kind of a paradoxical idea, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of a funny idea. And Jesus uses it on purpose to teach us about the greatness and the wonder of faith to say something about how amazing and wondrous faith can be. I mean, Jesus could have said, hey, you know, little faith accomplishes big things. Woo. But he doesn't say that. He says, you could say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. And he does so because that just stirs our imagination. That just compels us to think, wow, how how amazing that would be, how, how wondrous that is. It, it stirs in us this desire, wow, I want that kind of faith that moves obstacles like that. So he, he chooses it on purpose. Verse 6 ends, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would, what? Now that verb obey in the Greek conveys a certainty that is hard to express in the English language. And so without going into all the grammar here and the aorist tense and all that, let me just explain it to you. What is being said here is that the tree was ready to obey before the command was given. The tree was ready to obey before the command was given. Listen, I don't know about you, but that's a different paradigm. That is, Jesus is saying faith is certain to accomplish its goal. Faith is certain to, to accomplish its goal. Verse 6 again. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could what? Say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted, planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And so when it comes to any obstacle in our lives, Jesus says here, don't, he doesn't say pray that the mulberry tree might be moved. He doesn't say that. He says, speak to the mulberry tree to be moved. That is, listen, faith is implanted in us by the Word of God, but it is unleashed through the, through the opening of our lips. Have you discovered that, by the way? That it takes a lot more faith to speak it than it does to think it in your head? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Our faith is to be spoken. It's implanted by the Word of God, and then we speak it out in 
faith. Now, New Agers pervert this truth, and they'll say, you know, you can speak your own reality, right? And that kind of thinking has, you know, infiltrated the church, and there are some teachers who teach kind of a Christianized version of that. Listen, none of that is true, but let's be careful. Let's be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater because when we speak, it is so because Jesus says so, not because we're saying so. We are operating based on what Jesus is saying in his word, based on his promise, based on his power and his authority, according to his will and to the glory of the Father. All of those pieces are in there. Amen? Turn to... Romans chapter 10 with me. It's just a few books over. Romans chapter 10. Anybody challenged to have faith? Man, when Jesus teaches, he just like stretches you, don't he? I love it. <laughs> Verse 8. Romans 10, verse 8 and 9. This is the Apostle Paul speaking here. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is, faith is spoken. So the Greek word for saved there is the word sozo. And sozo means born again, but it means more than that, and I'll explain that in a minute. So most of the time when we read this verse, we think in those terms about someone being born again, someone believing in their heart and confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And listen, that is the greatest miracle of all. The greatest miracle of all is when he takes a person who is separated from him, who is dead in their sin, and he literally transfers them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son, breathes his spirit into them and makes them alive in Christ and grants them life and life abundantly and an inheritance in heaven. That is the greatest miracle of all. And so listen, my prayer to you tonight is that you would believe in your heart and that you would confess, that you would speak with your lips that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that you would put your faith in him and his work on the cross on your behalf where he died in your place to pay for your sin, 
and to deliver you from death. And, listen, to bring you life today and life eternal. Which brings me back to sozo. Sozo means more than just born again. Sozo is the full orb of God's blessing. It means deliverance from demons. It means healing. It means forgiveness. It means freedom from bondage. And all of those things become operative in our lives when we proclaim faith. We believe it, but if we really believe it, we, we speak it. <laughs> See the difference? Different level of faith when you say it. Turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew. And I'll find it. Now, I do want to point out that asking in faith and speaking in faith go together. Asking in faith and speaking in faith do go together. It's just in the passage in Luke, Jesus was just making the point about speaking in faith. But we see both here in Matthew starting in verse 21 and 22. And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, he uses a mountain here instead of a tree, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you, what? Have faith. This is one of those passages that Jesus teaches to us that is more about practicing what Jesus says than simply hearing what Jesus says. And so that's what I want to do tonight. I, I want us to end as we pray and ask Jesus to increase our faith that, that somehow the Lord would help us to have just, just a tiny bit of genuine faith because a tiny bit of genuine faith can bring down heaven, can remove obstacles, can move mountains. Just a tiny bit of genuine faith that maybe the Lord would help us by His Spirit to push out the doubts, to, to push out our reservations, 
I had a, a my friend of mine, a pastor, a mentor of mine, kind of speak it this way to me. This has been my experience in my walk of faith. He was preaching uh, at a church out of town, and there was a couple that came forward, and the man was in a wheelchair, and the wife was pushing him down, and you know they were praying for people, and as we do here, and laying hands on them, believing God to move. Um, laying their hands on the sick. And, and so he looked and he, and he figured, well, you know, this guy needs to walk. And so he, he prayed and he felt a certainty of faith. A certain faith is certain to accomplish its goal. He, he felt that certainty and he said, listen, stand up and walk. And he stood the guy up and he walked. And, and that husband and wife freaked out and looked at him and said, we came up because he had a cold <laughs> and he hasn't been able to get over it. <laughs> and so my pastor friend was like, oh, you could have told me that before I went through all that. But the next week, he was at his home church and a couple came forward asking for the same thing. And, and he prayed for this person in the wheelchair, but he didn't grab him and stand him up and so his son asked him afterward, Dad, why didn't you do that? I mean, last time, boom, you lifted him up. And he goes, I, I didn't have the faith. It, it wasn't there. I just knew it wasn't there. And Listen, that has been my experience. That sometimes I'm submitted enough to the Lord. Uh, my, my heart's right. The, the junk that gets me off base or whatever. Uh, my heart's right, my, my life's in alignment, and I feel a certainty in what God is doing in this next step, whatever it might be. And other times, it's just not there. And so, listen, let's pray. Let's pray for God to increase our faith. Let's pray for God to increase our faith so that, listen, we may advance God's kingdom as much as possible until he returns. But here's the good news. Sometimes God moves without our faith. God's moved without my faith many times. I'm, I love that. But he doesn't do that all the time. You know why? Because he wants we, us to grow up. <laughs> you know, I, I, if he kept doing that, I would never lean into growing up. But here's the other good news. God's kingdom's coming. Heaven is coming. We just sang about that. I know that was referring to Jesus' first coming, but I kept seeing New Jerusalem coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, heaven's coming. But listen, we can advance God's kingdom now, and so we need to increase our faith because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is still moving. Jesus is still healing. We need God to remove obstacles that are in our way of following him, of advancing our kingdom and our church. I pray that we would have enough faith to, to pray against those obstacles that have been preventing us from moving forward, from advancing his kingdom, right? That, that's how it's done. It's done supernaturally, right? Well, listen, 
in light of that, maybe there's an obstacle that you need moved in your life. Maybe there's a miracle that you would like to ask for in your life. Maybe you would like to pray for our church about God removing obstacles for the advancement of what God wants to do in and through us. Maybe tonight you need to really confess for the first time with your lips that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you need to take your faith from the theoretical and begin to make it real. You need to speak it. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more sermons like this, visit us online at gracechapel.cc.